Welcome to the 154th episode of News Dump, where we run through the hottest topics in the Lewis County news scene and discuss. It is Tuesday, August 22nd. I'm local man Aaron Vantile, joined by Chronicle Editor-in-Chief Eric Schwartz, Chronicle Assistant Editor Isabel Vander Stoop, and Chronicle Photo Editor Jared Wenzelberger, Nightcrawler. And we're joined in spirit by sponsors Summit Funding and The Roof Doctor. Do we have anything before we do the preambles? Any preambles to the preambles? Uh, preambles. Yes. The Chronicle has a brand new reporter. That's in the preambles. (laughs) Oh, I thought you said, sorry. Okay. That's okay. (laughs) We can just jump into that. We'll just jump straight into the preambles. Is there something that you wanted to put in between those sections? No. Okay. (laughs) Uh, New reporter, his name is Mitchell Rowland. He also is the one-man studio audience today because he's sitting in with us and hanging out. He is. Look at him over there. Uh, He got sent to an assignment less than an hour after showing up today. Mm -hmm. So, was the first time that's happened. Oh, yeah. It was really cool. You'll love it. He uh, went to the Lewis County Commissioner's meeting about camping and RVs. Yeah? Yeah. I think it's a SWOPE initiative, so I know you'll you'll have very strong feelings about it. (laughs) Sure, it was well thought out. It's it's basically similar and... Mitchell can correct me if I'm getting this wrong, but it's very similar to the um, no encampment thing that they passed a while ago, but it's like more strict and also includes RVs. Okay. But we'll have a story on it from Mitchell in All right. Thursday's paper. I can't wait to hear about Sean Swope taking on the woke RVs. Um, other preambles. The fair has ended. R.I.P. the fair. Speaking of Sean, he sent us a very, very nice note about our fair coverage and just said, like, how much he appreciated the fact that we were there and that our passion was very, like, easy to see or something along those lines. And I thought it was really nice. I appreciated it. I also saw Commissioner Swope at the fair. Good segue here. He was uh, directing traffic during the monster truck show. He was trying to make sure everyone got a seat. So that's some service for you, Aaron. I also saw him, and he told me that I had a line of dirt on my face, which I did. Well, that's helpful. (laughs) I was ready to give him a a good shout-out on here for his directing traffic, but I also had a complaint, which I'll note here. It's probably not (laughs) worth for the paper, but we did have an email that was upset with where his RV was parked during the Oh, ironic. (laughs) (laughs) Just saying. I got got the notice. That's not really something we pursue for a story unless he was parked on top of someone, Um, so... Anyways, mm-hmm. it's it's been reported now. I mean, I do think he was volunteering, though, at the fair, right? Well, uh, maybe maybe Correct. that's a part of the job description, too, though. I don't know. We're going to leave it at that. I because, saw all the commissioners yeah. at the fairgrounds, but I don't know if they were actually working or just attending events. There. I do believe if you go through the process of becoming a county elected, the one thing you should be able to do is, like, whatever you want at the fair. Yeah, just siphon some taxpayer funds directly out of the fair. By parking bill. at the fair? <laughs> Two things, park your RV wherever you want and ignore the advisory committees. Yeah, Those are your two rights. And then immediately thereafter, pass a rule against anybody else parking their RVs wherever they want to. We spoke 10 times as long about the RV than I wanted to speak about the RV. Again, he was very helpful at the uh, monster truck races and getting people seated. And the demo derby. Yeah, he was getting people seated. All right. Uh, news items. Are we ready? Is that is. We're not going to talk anything else about the fair. We can't talk about the jump. Well, jump your jump. Of fairs it's it's on the notes. Okay. I should have read the notes. Read the notes. I, ju- did, I didn't for you. Why would I for Isabel? That's true. Mm-hmm. I'm fair because I'm equality. <laughs> uh, news items number one headline. We're kind of fed up with it. Friends and family protest over a year after Alaska man's death. 
Uh, they were outside the Law and Justice Center on Friday to raise awareness for the unresolved investigation into the death of Austin Ferrier, a 26-year-old Alaska man called Audie and Otto by his friends and Ott by his father, who recently passed away. He died January 22nd of last year inside a fully engulfed vehicle. It was on fire. He was later found in the back seat, and an autopsy confirmed he had ash in his lungs, indicating he was alive and breathing for some of the time after the fire started. He died of burns and smoke inhalation. His father, Ed, was interviewed by the Chronicle in May, during which he heard from the Lewis County Sheriff's Office for the first time in 10 months about the case. And I literally mean during that interview. Yeah. Which was, we've discussed this previously, Emily reached out to the sheriff's office saying they were writing a story, and they called him while she was interviewing him. Yeah. And according to the family, that was the last they've heard from the sheriff's office. Sounds like they have something worth protesting over. Yeah, I think uh, his father, Ed, as you mentioned, reached out to us originally because it seemed in the story like he sensed his own demise was coming. He'd been diagnosed with cancer, I believe. Um, And then he did pass away, and Garrett Ferrier, his brother, is who pulled all this together. I spoke with him briefly. Um, And regardless of what you think about the case, I think it's nice that somebody else is kind of picking up the torch on it. Uh, His grandmother was there as well, Fred Borger, um, and I think they both talked to Emily. So, um, yeah. I had a really tense moment with the sheriff's office while Emily and I were interviewing them over the Aaron Christensen case where they were kind of saying – you know, it's hard to communicate about cases when you don't want to give away a lot of the information, et cetera. And I kind of like snapped a little bit and said, like, you literally had people protesting on the front door of the Lewis County Law and Justice Center. And I kind of asked them, like, how are you going to prevent that sort of thing from happening again by like communicating more about ongoing cases? And I'll just straight up say my opinion here it's super disappointing yeah yeah yeah, i always think it'd be nice in these situations if they were able to come out and at least engage with the family which was one of the big criticisms from aaron christensen's family just they wouldn't directly speak with them just to call them tell them how the case is going anything Um, and if you remember aaron christensen's family wasn't outside protesting that was like friends and other people and in this situation you literally have like a grandmother who's out there like how much would it mean to her to have somebody to talk to about it from the actual sheriff's office and just know that they're being heard? And like Eric said, like, I think his father, Ed, was the main person championing this before. And when he passed away, I think his family kind of showed up and showed out and were like, this isn't going to end here just because the one voice who was talking about it is now gone. Yeah, we're still going to stand up and talk about it. So, All right. Anything else on this one? Uh, it's sad. It's just sad. I'm not just trying to be critical. Like, the whole thing is just a sad story, obviously. And then, like, the fact that the dad is gone is, yeah, I obviously wish that he could have been around to see some closure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's been a year and a half. It would be nice to hear something about it. Uh, next item, at the fair's junior livestock sh- sale, Lewis County kids earned $700,000. I saw this headline earlier, and I was like, this must be a typo. No, like that is that is too That's much. And par. then I did. Yeah. And is then I, did, I, I, I don't think they're usually that high. Like, yeah, I went through and crunched the numbers and it was like, year. that's that's big. That's a lot. It's yeah, good. It's really cool. To be clear, Aaron, this isn't 700,000 per child. I know that's what you were thinking when you were crunching I, your numbers. <laughs> this is cumulative. <laughs> yes, I understand how the math works. <laughs> 
$700,000 per pig. Yeah, that's a lot of pigs. Uh, <laughs> Isabel wrote a first-person story about it because her parents went to buy a lamb and a pig and nearly ended up bankrupt. Um, <laughs> just kidding. They nearly ended up with a live pig in the back of a Corolla. Uh, Lewis County agriculturalist between the ages of 8 and 18 earned the exact total 698000 But that was the last total from Sunday, so they, they're almost positive it's going to surpass that. Okay. Uh, you talked to Luke Murky. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I sounded said, like that was fun. Yeah, I said, what are you going to do with your 261-pound pig? And he was like, eat it. Yeah, what else do you do with a pig? <laughs> I was like, I don't know. what. <laughs> yeah, the livestock auction's a big deal. I remember Pete used to always have a blast shooting that. Because mm-hmm. yeah. he'd go get pictures of like children that were had a big check and also were crying because yeah, their I've, best friend was about to be eaten. I know. It's a very bittersweet and adorable thing. So yeah. how did the lamb taste, Isabel? I mean, we haven't got it back <laughs> from the butcher okay, yet. Okay, yeah, this is poor lamb. Like every, it's like, uh, where do you want to send your lamb? Where do you want to send your pig? And everybody's like, Finns. I'll send mine to Finns. Well, I'm going to send mine there. And then it's like, how does, I don't know how Finns handles all of that, but shout out to Finns in Alaska. It sounds like they must donate a lot of their time and effort into this every year. Uh, this year's sale had about 19 steers, seven dairy cows, three pens of rabbits, 35 lambs, 25 goats, and 85 pigs. And for the record, those seven dairy cows are likely not going to be butchered. Yes. Yes, those will go produce milk. Thank you for explaining how <laughs> dairy cows work. <laughs> as well some of the goats. The goats were in the dairies as well. It's not, the rabbits aren't necessarily going to be killed either. I mean, I think you can just take the bent of rabbits home. Yeah, or you could, you know. Can't eat them. You can eat them. Yeah, <laughs> it's happened. I just think you know, who knows? And the goats, yeah, probably not everybody's going to eat their goat. Yeah, but I bet a lot of them will. I don't. What are goats good? What do they taste like? I've never eaten one. I've had goat before. You I've have. You have. Forks. Like <laughs> North Carolina. <laughs> oh, <laughs> more like it. Possum. <laughs> uh, I only ate it once, and it was as a child, and I don't remember what it tastes like clearly. But I remember questioning what it was and being disappointed when I heard goat. Yeah. I don't know why. It just doesn't yeah. sound like a real desirable meat. It's like right there with horse for me. Have you had horse? <laughs> no, I haven't. Oh. <laughs> I haven't had horse before. Not that you know. Not that I know of. Yeah, you're, you're correct. I've eaten from some shady establishments. So. Yeah. yeah, this cow tastes a little gamey. He's like, yeah, cow. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, next news item. Former Morton police chief resigns as state committeeman for the Lewis County Republican Party after allegations surface. This is Roger Morningstar, the former chief of the Morton Police Department, who is under investigation for alleged sexual harassment of hundreds of people, according to the story. <laughs> it didn't say hundreds, but it did allude to several. Uh, On the heels of many allegations against yeah. Mr. Roger Morningstar. He has resigned from his position as a state committeeman for the Lewis County Republican Party, according to a text from party chair Brandon Svensson on Wednesday, August 16th. Um, must be nice to account for over 80% of East Lewis County's sexual harassment over the last five years and just get to resign okay, from I'm both of your Okay, I'm positive that isn't true. No, you really, you really, uh, yeah. I have to I, think you, you can't prove it's not I true. Dis- I dislike that joke because it's, it's like invalidating potentially to like lots of people who experience harassment throughout the county. I mm-hmm. know there's not a huge population in East Lewis County, but I'm sure that's wrong. Well, he was a prolific sexual harasser. Allegedly. 
Allegedly. Yeah. It still anyway. could come from the attorney general's office, I think, right? Isn't that what we're waiting on? They, uh, it's The investigation was Emily. still open as of the writing of this story. It's going through the system. Yeah, it is going through the system. But again, it's worth pointing out that so far, the only things that have happened to him is he has been able to resign from his police chief job and from his political seat, stool. What is this? A committeeman. You know, you know what a committeeman I'm, is? I'm sure he was, he out was dancing not... during the Morton Loggers Jubilee oh, Parade. Yeah. Yeah, we, I wish I'm, we had the audio from that. <laughs> the rat bat. No, I'm sorry. The person who's provided that, is that okay to say? I, uh, there was a, they had some hot takes. There was a quote on the video that called it the rat bastard waltz, and I just, for some reason, well, thought that. Well, it was weird. He was it sounds like a TikTok trend, doesn't it? He was just in his front yard during a parade dancing with some woman. Well, I mean, that's pretty normal. People dance oh, during so parades. Normal. You've never danced during a parade? I No. I, you hate parades. Yes. Unless I'm announcing. I've danced during a parade. I bet you have. Like that? Uh, Eric and Aaron not that or, not that or every <laughs> Tenino Pioneers Day parade. Like that. That's uh, Oregon Trail Days. Performative and, dance. Yeah, just not erotically. No. <laughs> That's the landmark later. <laughs> it's the landmark. I'm pretty um, sure that he is not required to resign from his role in the Republican Party because of this. I'm sure he was asked to. Yeah. But we do not know that the no. response from Svensson, the chair of the party, it was like a week later, maybe a little more than a week. Yeah. It could have been two weeks, maybe. But he did respond, and I do appreciate that. And we did discuss whether he would keep that position and what that would mean. So it's nice to have some finality there. And maybe that'll be the end of Morningstar talk, but I doubt it. I think we'll hear more about the allegations because they were pretty heavy. Uh, yeah. Again, there was a lot. Right. And then next week for Morningstar. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's not good. There. It it's wasn't. not funny. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wish the allegations would morning stop. Um, oh, nice. Gosh, that was even worse. Yeah. Well, <laughs> next, uh, <laughs> next item. No children or sheep harmed in the making of fair rodeo mutton busting. Was this an actual headline? Yeah. You have to, you have to just mention this briefly so that it will make sense when we get to tales from the, the takes page. Okay, uh, lighter news. Both nights of rodeo at the fair this week hosted riders aged four and older for mutton busting. Among the sheep were Lamborghini, Reba McIntyre, Lady Baba, and Marshmallow. Schwartz, you're shaking your head. Do you have a better name? Uh, no, I really don't. There was also Lamb Chop was one. I, I, I went and watched original. it. I got the feeling that the guy that was running this was just making up the names for the sheep no. each time. No, was because the next, no, it was Jim Bob Custer. Yeah, you and fool. <laughs> Last year, there was bad to the bone. Yeah, there so. was. Oh, whoops, sorry. I just felt just like he was mind. looking at the shoot and then just being no. like, and this is mm, Lady Baba. I don't know. <laughs> no, because he said some of the same names and then a couple different ones the second night. Like, I could, I remember because I thought, like, Reba McIntyre was, like, the best sheep in the first run because just stood there for, like, a while and didn't knock the kid off. And then the second night, same thing. Hmm. I like okay. it. She was, was, like, very gentle. We're talking about this later, so I don't have to yeah. talk about Okay. Yeah. Uh, the Busters wore oversized motorcycle helmets, mohawked spiked bicycle headgear, and cowboy hats. Others just mounted the sheep helmetless. Just went at them Did wrong. They really? I didn't, I didn't see that. Yeah. <laughs> I, Tough I, kids. Worth noting, no waivers are signed. Oh, no. He kind of, like, Jim Bob looks around. He's like, Mom, are you out there? Oh, there she is. She's thumbs up. All right, let's go. Actually, it, it's worth saying just because she was super helpful. The organizer of this event is Tracy Heisel, I believe is how you say her last name, and she's on the fair advisory board. 
um, and organizes this whole thing. So they do have to sign up through email ahead of time. And apparently like there's way more people who sign up than they can actually get in. So they have a system where it's like the first 15 people to sign up do Wednesday and then the last 15 do Thursday or something like that. So it, I mean, there's some organization and she was like very on it. Like everybody went in the order that she had on the piece of paper, but it's also very silly and relaxed. And it is sort of just like, just throw the kid on there. (laughs) All right. Uh, Next item. We have a confessed killer suspect accused of shooting man in PL charged with murder. PL man named Larry Rebar has reportedly confessed to shooting 40-year-old Leonard Kowalski with a shotgun from the shoulder of Highway 6 while Kowalski was driving his Chevy Blazer uh, on Wednesday, near milepost 30 on Wednesday. Uh, The two apparently ran into each other twice on that day. The first time, they exchanged dirty looks, according to court documents, and later Rebar experienced issues with his vehicle's radiator. In his report, a state patrol detective noted he, quote, believed the evidence showed Rebar laid in wait for Kowalski and ambushed him upon driving by his location, adding Rebar's actions displayed extreme indifference to human life, resulting in Kowalski's death. Bail was set at $2 million. Pretty wild. Yeah. I mean, shooting from the side of the road, just, yeah, really, really wild. Also, we learned the later. More, yeah. The more wild, yeah. Go into the second part. Well, we learned that. later that he, uh, the victim who died here, uh, made the news in the Chronicle back in 2009 or 2010 because he was the victim in a crossbow attack. Uh, I, also described as an ambush. Yeah. Also described as an ambush um, out in the PL area. Same type thing. Remember going to court with him and he lifted his shirt up to show his wounds to our photographer and was, you know, his quotes in there and it, it takes on darker tones now, but just how lucky he was to be alive. Um, so it's, I mean, it's just a, a wild case. And you reported on that. I did. I didn't remember I reported on it. I just remembered his name and Emily and I did some searching and then it came up. So figured that was relevant. The second, you know, violent attack in the same general area in his life. Um, but yeah, we also have an update on this just about 10 minutes ago on cronline.com. There's been a second person charged, not in the murder, um, rendering assistance. A, I'm trying to pull it up here. A PL woman, uh, was arrested for helping clean out the vehicle before investigators could get there. Um, that was another detail in the story that the gun, I believe, and a bunch of uh, ammo was found at like the bottom of a ravine that had kind of been chucked down there. There's a gun bag that had his name on it, though, along with that. Um, so, yeah, let's see the name of the person arrested here. Kelly? Yeah. Oh, yeah, you mean the no, new yeah, person? Yeah, I was trying to find the, the new person here. Anyways, it's on cronline.com. I was in court when they were requesting bail amounts, and Jonathan Meyer was there personally requesting bail amounts, and he was like, I don't want any bail. This should be a no-bail hold. and It should be, yeah. And they were like, well, this isn't different from a lot of cases that we see, so I will grant bail. And it was put at $2 million, So, But I think that uh, Rachel Tiller asked for like 500000 so it is way more. Yeah. Stacy Marie Page is the, the name of the 40-year-old PL woman who was arrested, and her bail was not set that high. It was at $10,000, and she has an arrange, arraignment set for Thursday. All right. Uh, anything else we need to discuss in news items before we go to the break? No. Nope. I don't think so. 
Hi, this is Jacek from Summit Funding. Here's what a recent client is saying about us. Hi, this is Chad Taylor. Have you been thinking about purchasing or refinancing your current home? The team at Summit Funding is the best in class. Looking for a conventional FHA, VA, USDA, jumbo, or even a reverse mortgage? Trust the team at Summit Funding. Corley and I did, and we couldn't be happier. Thank you to all of our past clients. If you have any questions, give us a call at 360-330-4037. All right, we're back. It's time for segments. And first up is Tales from the Takes page. The first one we've got on here is a letter to the editor titled Chronicle Doesn't Give Rotary Clubs Enough Credit for Dolly Parton Imagination Library. Uh, I, before we get started, I would just like to clarify, it is the Dolly Parton Imaginary Library, Imagination Library. <laughs> These are all direct quotes from the letter writer, Quote, Rotarians are proud of the ways we contribute to both our communities and important worldwide programs. Our motto is service above self. But without recognition for the things we do, we will not attract new younger members that share our rotary vision. Uh, the proud 100 year plus years of contributions to our communities of, by both Centralia and Chehalis Rotary Clubs will become another page of Lewis County history as our membership ages and ceases to serve. Twin Cities Rotary, our younger sibling formed from members of the Central and Shadeless Rotary Clubs. They will hopefully continue to grow, thrive, and support the Rotary mission. Quote, unfortunately, the damage has been done. An incorrect image of the Dolly Parton Imagination Library Program in Lewis County has been created in the Chronicle's readers' minds. Nothing will change that now. Signed, Crying Face McWamberger. Okay, I did have some back and forth with Kale Jennings, who wrote this letter, and I think where it comes from is that it sounds like they're struggling a little bit, like all civic groups are. It's not just them. It's not even like just every like fraternal organization or rotary club. It's just harder to get people involved with things, and I think it was a blow to them, and I think they really did feel that way. I let him know that I thought it sounded like sour grapes just considering all the coverage we've had in the past that has directly given them full credit and this was more about Dolly Parton herself coming here um, and then tra tracking it back to United Ways as being the outlets to get these out. So it was their idea when Dolly Parton got came here and visited, Isabel covered it as well as we could without being there, unfortunately. Um, and we we included it, we tracked it back all the way to John Elmore, a member of the Centralia Rotary Club. It was his, uh, he was the one that brought it and said he was interested. Then the Centralia Rotary Club brought the other two clubs in, and then all three clubs brought United Way in. Um, but I do agree with you guys. I let him know I agree with you guys <laughs> that it's more about Dolly Pardon, you know, bringing the imagination library to life, well, and then I, the state making it a statewide right, thing, which is exactly. why she was here. Yeah, so. I don't disagree. Like that, they deserve lots of credit and have got it. I think for like Not efforts, enough efforts in Lewis County in the past. But the story was really the fact that um, it went statewide. That was a effort. That was a Southwest Washington led thing, and especially thanks to. Um, Peter Barno and Angela French and then Brooke Fisher-Clark, who is a Rotarian from Longview. And, you know, the way that I've... My grandfather was a Rotarian, and I have, like, grown up with Rotary friends and family my whole life, and I have always been told, like, it is an international club, and it's all one... We're all one part of the same, like, group. And so I did not realize that this was such a... I didn't realize that was going to be such a blow. And I, I would have put more of that information in there if I did think that it was going to be that sort of thing. It was not at all intentional. It was just like, 
here's how it became a statewide program, not just about here's who brought it to Lewis County, you know? Yeah. Well, if you do the volunteer work of convincing Dolly Parton to give kids in your neighborhood free books and the newspaper doesn't write about it, was it even worth it? I don't know. I do think the Centralia Rotary Club, even if it is small, and I don't know what its general membership is right now, but based on the responses, I think that they'd like to have more members. Um, they do do a lot. I mean, the, the new playground yeah, over do. there at the Rotary Riverside Park. Uh, talked to Brian Mitke, who I guess is joining this the Centralia Rotary Club about some plans for Seminary Hill. So they do really good stuff. And that was kind of my message when I reached out to him was just like, do we really want to say nothing will change that now? It's kind of like all is lost. Like we, we have a story tomorrow that is going to have all that info in there. But in any case, I appreciate Cale Jennings when he worked for the city for many years. Anytime he spoke, and he reminded me of this, by the way, in a nice way. Anytime he spoke, he would have his comments uh, typed out and give them to the reporter on his way out. Really like, cool. And yeah. it, it was his comment to me in the email was like, and you know what? I was never misquoted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Good like, for you. So no, and, and I couldn't appreciate the local rotary clubs more. I, I see the benefit that they've had on my life in a personal and community sense all the time. And I don't want to make it sound like non appreciation. It's just that this was like one one thing, you know, is one story in the grand scheme of things. And it knows, no good community story is ever over once the last one's published. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I appreciate the sentiment of the letter. I mean, I wish we could have covered that more, but we literally weren't invited. And it was oh, this was previous to event, that. Yeah. Also, yeah, yeah. like we've covered Rotary events before in the past for Dolly Parton Library. So, yeah, it's tough. It's tough to see a letter like that when you done a lot of reporting on the subject that was me shrugging okay uh the other letter to the editor we've got on here is mutton busting animal abuse meets child endangerment (laughs) a letter writer is upset about mutton busting and said quote the chronicle owes its readers and the animals a follow-up story from the animal's point of view well you did write the the livestock auction story which is (laughs) Kind of. We know what happens to the animals. Literally animal. a lamb to I slaughter. Was like, what what's going to happen when this person finds out about the rest of the fair? They're not going to be happy. <laughs> I mean, how does, how do does you know she what think happens? animals die? Yeah. Do you, do you know what happens to the ones that like don't make it all the way to mutton busting? Yeah, that's like a retirement gig. Yeah, I know. I'm not, like, I'm not trying to be rude about this. I just was like, I, I was surprised that that was the thing that made them write a letter, you know? Well, well, maybe you should just go down to, to Finn's butcher shop and conduct some interviews. And Any last words, Porky? <laughs> <laughs> I, I was, oh. We were discussing how that might go, and it's like how a reporter might interview a sheep and what your response is going to be. It's like, oh, speaking no of, comment. Speaking of the mic, Jared. Because he said, no comment, because he said, nah, we're not going <laughs> to talk. So it's like, well, Okay, anything else I, on that? I agreed with the letter writer where she said it's only a matter of time before a child gets a sheep's hoof in the eye or is paralyzed or killed when a panicked sheep runs into the fence because I saw a panicked sheep run into the fence and the kid went into it head first. Um, kid seemed fine. I don't know if that's like an injury that would present itself right away as our, our CTE research is showing us by the day. Uh, but yeah, I, I think that the, I was, I'm still surprised to see it happen. I think that's why it's so entertaining to watch. Yeah. Uh, but... My daughter wanted to do mutton busting. She just didn't get signed up in time. So well, maybe next year. Yeah. Bring her over to my house. Let I'll her ride put my deer. kids on there. I don't care. Grit, you know. <laughs> uh, Sirens banger of the week. 
Uh, let's see. On August 17th, which was, what, Thursday? Uh, a caller in Shayla's or Southwest Mills Avenue, I don't know where that is, reported, quote, three raccoons on a power pole were causing her lights to cut in and out. Officers confirmed there were three raccoons halfway <laughs> up a power pole in the area. They went and checked it out. <laughs> Jesus. Why not? It's affecting power. Especially if they're just like, you know, it's 1040 p.m. You might be just driving around on patrol or whatever and you yeah. get a call about it. Oh. Take a few shots at the raccoons. <laughs> I have to I have to imagine the officers were laughing at the initial call and be like, oh, we'll see what this is really about. And then they're like, huh. I'll be there, are, there are three raccoons up there. Wreaking havoc on the grid. I loved that. I thought it was a very siren spanger. The next one is not as fun, but I put it in there because I was trying to channel Aaron. I also thought uh, yeah. the raccoon situation, though, could be a very good superhero origin story. Like somebody's walking under the power lines, <gasps> oh, raccoon yeah. man, you know Electrified what I mean? Electrified mm-hmm. with yeah. the raccoon DNA. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the, th- the deal would be they get electrified and become like sentient, but then they just get a trench coat and they stack on top of each other. Oh, you mean the <laughs> raccoons become the superhero yeah. Yeah. in your situation? I don't think that's what Schwartz and I, I wasn't, but I'm intrigued by it. Not, I'd read that comic. Yeah, I just, I, Guardians of the Galaxy exists, my man. They break apart into three raccoons, but when they want to be, they're oh, so one is, superhero. So this is a person. Voltron situation in your mind. <laughs> um, all right, our next item is Friday, August eighteenth. I think that's Friday. Just after five o'clock, security footage revealed a suspect had a dog in the store. Quote: Who she allowed to defecate in the aisle before stealing multiple refreshments, according to Centuria Police. Cases under investigation. I mean, that's, you know, a tried and true way to steal something. You just let your dog poop on the ground. You grab some beers and run. Diversion. Clean up on aisle seven. Hmm. Yeah. Um, and then our final one, the sheriff's office sent out a news release without us prompting them. It wasn't about a death or a multiple vehicle crash or anything, but they did arrest one 24-year-old who had some fentanyl. And referred to others for potential charges, if yeah, I recall good. correctly. Cool. Uh, people's... I'm sorry, there was one other sirens item where a guy was just openly smoking fentanyl on the street, and it sounded like by the police report, they were like, hey, what are you doing? And he's like, smoking some fentanyl. (laughs) (laughs) It's referred for charges. It's it's not funny. I get why you chuckled, (laughs) so... It's just the way that you told that. I, I was just about to say I shouldn't laugh, but... It, it's just like, what's what's it look like I'm doing, man? <laughs> exactly. You got me. Just love the honesty. It's not stand-on ceremony, officer. Uh, People's Champion of the Week, we've got the Demolition Derby Kid. Oh, we love Brantley. He was great. He had the wheelie car. Those p- photos rocked. You did a good job with those. Oh, yeah. But he was also very, like, emotive, and uh, the photos were great. I liked the trophy photo. You had the trophy photo, action shot, family shot... What was the other one? You had it all. It was what, all there. What did you say about, like, they always give that Jeep to the uh, craziest Like, kid? the wildest kid always gets... There's always one Jeep in the battery ride-on demolition derby that does wheelies, and the kid who gets that always wins. So look out for that Jeep next time you're at the demo derby. So does Place the county bets. have its own, like, fleet of power wheels? Yeah, they do. I think really? each fairground does because the Clark County Fairground had I thought they brought the their batter- own. I thought they did too, but the Clark oh, County Fairgrounds mean, yeah. had the battery yes. right on Demo Derby as well, See, and all their batteries were dead, and that was not the case at the Southwest Walking <laughs> See, Okay, yes, there is a fleet that the kids get into, and it does not belong to them. I don't know that it belongs to Lewis County, though, because I do think the Could event... Could be the Demo Derby folks. Right. I think, yeah, whoever I organizes think, it, right. but it's the same cars every yes. year. Yeah. Good to uh, know. Our other People's Champion of the Week, no, we, we have a couple here, but uh, 
the demo derby guy who went to the hospital. This was like, I feel bad for the guy. I hope Trevor he's doing Graves fine. from Napa Vine. Yeah. But also the demo derby people just announced like, hey, we're having to bring your car out, jump it over this thing. And the first guy that does it gets out of his car and walks over to the ambulance is like, you need to check me out. And then they canceled the he rest was in of it. A, like regular Ford Ranger. Just a regular one. But it had a sick flag on the back, and he got some good air. I was sharing with <laughs> these two earlier that that I don't know why, but that photo is like my favorite photo you've taken in a long time, which says a lot because you take some really good pictures. But it's the it's the American flag. It's the distance off the ground, the grandstand, how you can see the guy in there, and you just imagine he's like. This was this wasn't smart. <laughs> like I, <laughs> I caught a lot of air, and then like I told them, it just you look at the photo and it's one of those like freeze frames in a movie. Mm-hmm. You might you might have met. You might want to know how I ended up here. Well, it all started back. In- <laughs> and I saw his friends commenting on Facebook, like who probably know about the injury and him going to the hospital. And we're like, hell yeah, Trevor Graves, you did it. Look, it, it was cool. I mean, oh, yeah. the, the yeah. photo is super cool. Yeah, you think, we'll get you to the he... comments in the next section. I, I definitely pasted some of them in the notes. I'm, I'm glad he had that flag in the back because there's nothing more American than entering a contest and hurting yourself and racking up a much higher hospital bill than you could have possibly won in the contest. Did I hear correctly that, uh, did Commissioner Swope call that off? Somebody told me that. Oh, Swope I don't know. was working the demo derby that night, no and they did say the commissioners called it off. I don't know if it was Swope directly. So we don't know that. Okay. It was called it. off. It was called they, off by they, commissioners they said, from what the report said. Yeah, they said, oh, we're going to, um, we're just going to lower it a little bit, and then we'll get right back to it. And then they bring out like a bulldozer and try to start lowering it. And then after like a while of doing that, they were like, you know what? Never mind. Because like Chaz and his Honda Civic was next up in line, just like ready to go. I'm not it trying to laugh. It was a laugh, car that had on it painted, mother's worry. <laughs> I'm not trying to laugh at Trevor. Not for the reason they were implying. (laughs) Like I, I really don't blame him. I like it's just because other people have done the jump your junk thing. It's like something that they've had at the fair, and I think they've had it at the Summerfest Demolition Derby. It just, I think there was probably not enough like advice given to the participants on here is what you need to here are the like precautions you have to take in order to make sure you can do this. I'm sure they called it off because somebody from the county was like, hey, like, we don't need yet another lawsuit over something that was easily preventable. I like to think one of them tried to stop it before it started, and they were like, no, no, let's see no, how this plays right. out. What, what could go wrong? And then the first guy immediately goes over to an ambulance is like, i got to get out of here. And they're like, ah, shit. Speaking of that, I'm not going to name names, but we did see um, – an argument between a county official and a demolition derby organizer about insurance. And there were curse words exchanged. Mm -hmm. And then the official was like, you know what? Go ahead. What are you going to do? Sue us? Get in line. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, All right. Um, We also have PL toddler who crawled away with the diaper derby title at the fair. This was the Arrington kid, right? Yeah. Yeah. Jackson Arrington. Yeah. That must be... Aiden Eric. There was there was two Arrington kids that played baseball at PL. Oh, gonna, they were both pretty good. Flex your West County knowledge on us. Taylor uh, is the mom. I've also been to PL. Um, yeah, I can. I can't remember his name. Good ball player though. Taylor is. Uh, or I'm not sure if she still does. I think she still does, but she at least has worked for the county. I think she was like the clerk of the board of health or something. Do you mean the county commissioners? 
Um, That's what the Board of Health is. I don't know if you remember that. <laughs> uh, but I think that a person in public health takes that role. So I don't think it's like all they do. Um, if that makes sense. Yeah, okay. And the last. And the last one. Austin Arrington. Yes. Yeah, yes, Aiden. That, his, that's the baby's dad, I Okay, think. yeah, Austin Arrington. And then his brother was Aiden, but everybody called him Red. Oh. Uh, Centralia College student from Onalet. <laughs> Glad you know PL so well. You know what? I don't yawn. You're like, I covered a murder. I don't remember it. Uh, you should life, have. My life was so exciting at the time. Uh. It wasn't. <laughs> you were there. <laughs> it was just as pathetic as it was today. Uh, the other one, Centralia College student from Onalaska wins statewide inspirational speech championship sharing mother's story of, quote, unbreakable spirit. That's Erica Preslica. She'd be my pick. I really want to go with the demo guy, uh, the jump your junk guy, because you know, he's my personal hero. We always give it to hero, the person who doesn't deserve it. So I think demo derby kid. There we go. Sure. Or Trevor I, Graves. I think Trevor Graves doing that jump probably takes a cake. Probably. It was pretty cool. I don't. I don't know. We don't give it to whoever gets in a car wreck every week. Not every week. Yeah, but this was a car wreck of bravery at the fairgrounds. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I mean, okay. no one did, he didn't get to see what it was going to I think we should give it to one. the baby. Looks like we have no consensus here. No people's champion. This Aaron, yeah, no champion. Decider. People's champion I is give canceled. It to the, 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 the lady with <gasps> we the could give it to. We could give it to Bobo the lamb. Uh, Bobo the lamb. Hashtag scholarship. <laughs> that, that's the lamb you're going to eat? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. It's just a sad lamb. But you that All lamb right, would to love the to, baby it is. Sure. People's champ. Lamb would Facebook love comments of the week. Uh, on the post about the guy who went to the hospital with probably potentially whiplash after the jump your junk competition. Oops. Sorry. Uh, jump your junk. This commenter says, for all of you pointing out how disorganized it was, the mullet competition was the same way. <laughs> the prizes expired McDonald's gift cards. Everyone got one. The winners got multiple. <laughs> I bet you our local McDonald's might honor those. I don't know. Maybe. Can you flash the mullet at him? Uh, this one echoed Eric Schwartz said, well, at least you got a great picture for the pain. This guy says, Trevor Graves, hope you're doing okay, but we got to know, is the Ranger still drivable? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, and this guy says, I jumped my car on the 4th of July and nosed it into the dirt. It hurt, yet life went on. Not saying it felt like a pocket full of sunshine landing, (laughs) yet life went on. (laughs) That's great. (laughs) like, is he bragging? I don't know. Like, <laughs> I, don't know I think he's hurting. Funny. I think he was just laying there early. And like, I, I th- yeah, I think he's like, you know what? Trevor's going to be okay, but I understand. That's kind of how I took it. <laughs> I, I felt it like, look, we've all jumped our car in an unsanctioned car jumping contest at the fairgrounds. Life goes on, okay? Oh, man. Uh, on a Bill Moeller column about performing at the Evergreen Playhouse, this commenter says, a true local treasure. And another one says, didn't he play an amazing Mark Twain? Yes, yeah, 70 years ago. Oh. One of my fondest childhood memories. Didn't I bet that, that's pretty close. You didn't play Mark Twain at the age of 25, jerk. I, he might have. Keep your cynicism away He's from Bill He's been Mueller. a Mark Twain impersonator for Decades. No, he hasn't been doing it for at least a decade, probably two decades. He had to grow well, out the mustache first, which yeah. we love, Bill. <laughs> just saying. I, I just, I just thought a long time ago. I just thought those comments were really nice. Yeah, yeah. yeah everybody was nice to Bill on that post, and everybody was nice to Bill here, except for Aaron, who has a problem with older people. I Ageism. not that older person. Yeah. Well, 
uh, on a picture of a kid at the fair with an ice cream cone. This commenter says, am I crazy or does it look like someone dropped a can of refried beans into that waffle cone? They weren't wrong. That is what it looked like in the picture. <laughs> I was trying to figure that out myself. Uh, are you sure it wasn't Wes Rethwell? Beans. Oh, the joke no one will get. <laughs> no. uh, he was just talking about the fact that he ate the Bonanza barbecue beans at the meeting last night, and I just thought it was like a fun quip. That's that's what we're talking about to all those who don't understand. Uh, <laughs> almost yeah. the intro. Almost. And on a video of a bull nearly trampling a rider at the rodeo, this commenter said, if more people were injured, maybe this kind of old-fashioned cruelty to animal events would stop. And somebody responds, what's cruelty is the pantyways crap my eyes adore when I turn on the TV sometimes. This country ever goes south for real, it's these guys who are going to save everyone. Isn't that the best comment? That's the most Lewis County comment I've seen. What is uh, he watching? I genuinely laughed at that one. Like, I don't know what they're talking about, but it's still really funny. That's definitely a comment of the week. This guy just watches like he turns on the TV and if it's not Yellowstone, he just cries. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, and then another commenter, that clown saved that kid. He's a hero in my book. And somebody writes, no, God did. <laughs> hey. And my response. They can both be right. My response, they are both right. <laughs> Fine. I saw that firsthand. It was pretty gnarly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Did God save him or was it the clown? He was a little of both. I think you're right. (laughs) Old people, God, parades. What don't you hate, Aaron? Okay. (laughs) I tried to walk a line here with these comments between, like, what was genuinely funny and Aaron-like, but also not, like, didn't make us all depressed. What did you think? They were good. Yeah, Yeah, they were were fine. Okay, good. Uh, Let's see. Oh, there's 90 comments on the... Well, never mind. You know what? We're not going to talk about that one. Yeah. Uh, what's in the next edition? Uh, we've talked about a lot of it. You Did know what we haven't the, talked about? I know, the roof doctor. The roof doctor. I was going to segue myself, but you butted in with your segue, so go, on. go no on, King. Go ahead. Here. We you're, love you're the roof right doctor. No, I got nothing. Roof doctor, free estimates. Uh, they'll come look at your roof, tell, much, tell you how terrible it is and how much it'll cost to get a new one, right? Wow. <laughs> yeah, go with yours. I don't have well, it. I didn't have one. I just realized we hadn't mentioned well, it. You can call them at 360-736-0246 and get a free estimate. They haven't been in business since 1959. How long have you been in business? <laughs> Not that long. It's true. It's true. I I can't replace your roof either. Or no. give you a free estimate. But the roof doctor can. Yeah. yeah. So give them a call or visit them online at www.therooftoctor.com. And with that... Sponsored by Summit Funding, as well as The Roof Doctor. Leave a review and rating on Apple Podcasts if you like. It would make Eric Schwartz's day if you and did. And Isabel's day. And you know what? Mine too. Probably All crawlers. of our days. Yeah. Uh, thanks for listening. We'll be back next week. <laughs>